A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and a sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of faith. For the, sect, for the sake of the joy that lay before him, Jesus endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken a seat at the right of the throne of God. Consider how he endured such opposition from sinners, in order that you may not grow weary or lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. The word of the Lord. They will praise you, Lord, who long for you. I will fulfill my vows before those who fear him. The lowly shall eat their fill. They who seek the Lord shall praise him. May your hearts be ever merry. They will praise you, Lord, long for you. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations shall bow down before him. To him alone shall bow down all who sleep in the earth. Before him shall bend all who go down into the dust. They will praise you. And to him my soul shall live. My descendants shall serve him. Let the coming generation be told of the Lord that they may proclaim to a people yet to be born the justice he has shown. Christ took away our infirmities and bore our weaknesses. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her, and she may get well and live. He went off with him, and a large crowd followed him. There was a woman afflicted with a hemorrhage for 12 years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet she was not helped, it only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, if I but touch his clothes, I will be cured. Immediately her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But the disciples said to him, 
Well, you see how this crowd is pressing against you, and yet you ask who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid. Just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside except Peter, James, and John, and the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue's official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. Then he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of 12, arose immediately and walked around. At that, they were utterly astonished. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said, that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. So I heard this story about uh, these parents of a a little girl named Megan. Uh, They took Megan to Disneyland for the first time, and she headed, uh, you know, straight for one of the roller coaster rides. I don't know which one, maybe the Matterhorn. Anyway, um, mom and dad worried that it might be too scary for her, uh, but she insisted and ended up, uh, she rode the roller coaster three times. Oh, you know, it wasn't Disney World, it was, uh, oh no, so it was Disneyland the first time, and then they went to Magic Mountain, where the real roller coasters are, right? And uh, the, a year later, now Megan is eight years old, and again she heads straight to one of the roller coasters. But but as she's uh, standing there in line, Megan began to um, study the signs along the way about the ride speed and uh, about the necessary safety precautions. They get up a little closer before getting on. Megan turns to her dad and says, Dad, I don't think I want to go. And uh, her dad says, well, why, Megan? I mean, last year you couldn't wait to get on the roller coaster. She said, yeah, but this year I can read. (laughs) I love that story. By the way, the battery in the hearing aid just started beeping, so... I may go into another world here in a moment. <laughs> but I was just going to say, though, that sometimes, I, you know, we're, we're sometimes too smart for our own good. Um, sophisticated and wise and all, uh, to em- embrace what God's creation uh, offers us. Um, 
we read the reactions and the criticisms of others as likely signs of failure or conflict, heavy costs that have to be covered, and like the wailing mourners around the, the little girl's bedside, we resign ourselves to defeat uh, as the regular order of things. You know, defeat, we believe in that. Uh, death is only the you know, final conclusion. And Jesus' words to Jairus and his neighbors in the gospel, uh, I think, are addressed to all of us and to Megan. <laughs> Do not fear. Do not fear. Trust. Trust in the healing of the little girl. Jesus shows hope that we can bring to the world goodness possessed by everyone as son and daughter of God. We have something to offer. We have goodness to share. And may our, our, may our faith and the gospel spirit relieve us of the cynicism and the fear. Give us a spirit of justice and compassion that will enable us to do the work of God despite what we might read. <laughs> Shall we rise in faith, offer our prayers, keeping our eyes fixed on Christ? For the church, may God bless her and increase her in unity for his glory. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For world leaders, may they be blessed with God's wisdom in policy making and governing. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For at risk, Ruth, may the love of Christ be a shield of protection and mercy for them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of us gathered here, may our participation in this Eucharistic celebration grant us perseverance to the run the race before us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our beloved dead, May they be welcomed into the Christ kingdom where there'll be no more suffering. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And we pray for the um, special intentions of Eva Decker and for our own intentions, which we mention now in silence. For the special intentions of Eva Decker, for whom this Mass is being offered, and for our own prayers that we have mentioned silently, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, you call each one of us to take up your work of healing the broken and lifting up the fallen. May we realize the compassion that we possess that enables us to care for the sick, recover the lost, and restore hope to the despairing. Help us to put aside our feelings of inadequacy and fear, of failure, so that we may be the means of healing, reconciliation, and peace for others. And we make this prayer in Jesus the Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen.